Kenny Stevens here and welcome to Rookie Real Estate, where your road to success begins right here and right now. Whether you're looking to transition from your day job to your dream job or you're on the road to your first 50 transactions, success is in the details, my friends, and we're going to unpack the fundamental principles required for you to thrive. Are you ready? Let's do this. All right, welcome back, my friends. We are screaming through our buyers series, diving deep into everything you need to know about what to do when you actually make contact with a client who wants to buy a house. Now, my goal in this series is that you can navigate this process in a way that the buyer will have no idea that you are new in the business, that you will be that you will serve them as if you've done this a hundred times before, that when they think of a realtor that they would tell their friends and family about that you are the only professional that comes to mind. Now, do you want to know how I know this is actually possible because you are listening to this podcast. You are investing your time into yourself and therefore into your future clients. That's what it takes. When you invest in you, everybody is a winner. Keep it up, my friends. Don't slow down. Let's get this done. Now, remember, this podcast is interactive. Share your success stories. Share your hard times. Use your success and failures to encourage others. If you're listening on the Anchor app, hit record and send me a question or a comment. That way I can share it in your voice. I want to pause for a second and give a shout out. Had a guy call me last week. His name is Chris. And he said that he was traveling up to visit his dad, who's in the hospital. It's not looking good, but he had a pretty good road trip in front of him, and he was able to listen to three podcasts back-to-back, the first three. He shared how it inspired him to create a plan to launch in the next six months. He expressed how thankful he was to be able to hear Jim Youngblood talk about his road from burnout to his transition to a successful career in real estate, and he expressed how he hadn't felt this much certainty and excitement in a long time. Chris, thank you for sharing your heart. Thank you for sharing your dreams with me. I look forward to being part of your journey. With a heart like yours, you'll be great. I just know it. All right, without further delay, the next step in our Rookie Real Estate Buyer Series is to learn about mortgages. Now, to make this rather difficult topic a more riveting, I've actually invited a special guest to join us. Now, when you talk about mortgages, you have to have a licensed loan officer to complete the process. Now, to make sure that I provide the very best content, I've invited a loan officer. He is the top 1% of all loan officers in the country and actually probably in the world. This guy works for a company that is in all 50 states and is the number one top producer in the entire company. This guy is a beast, closing over $100 million in loans every year for over 16 years or something like that in a row. Guys, I am pleased to introduce to you my friend and my personal loan officer, Michael Brown of Churchill Mortgage. Woohoo! Look at the crowd, baby! 
Thanks a lot. Penny, I'm happy to be here with you today. Well, I tell you, I drug you in, and I thought no better person to walk brand new people. Now, now, what I want you to picture and what I picture in my mind, there's somebody driving to work that's looking to get into real estate, and they're trying to learn as much as they can. Maybe guys like Chris that I talked about earlier, and I want to give them as much opportunity to learn before they are actually in the business and then the ones that are on the road to their first 50 how they can do what's right the first time without having a learning curve of like uh, crashing and burning although that's probably going to happen at some point and somehow but we want to minimize that and so i thought why don't i bring in michael let's talk about the mortgage process because there's nobody more of an expert than you i can see it from a realtor's eyes but i need it from your eyes and how you look at it uh, from a loan officer looking at a realtor and vice versa so if we can merge those two together michael that is uh, the goal of this podcast. Can you tell me what got you into mortgages? I, I haven't ever known this answer. Uh, that's a great question. I started in the business in June of 94, so coming up on 25 years. I can't believe that. Uh, I was a finance and economic major in college and graduated. Got a job with Transamerica. Back then, that was a huge financial company. Didn't know what I'd be doing. They put me in their home equity department, and I quickly started doing mortgages, and I've been doing it. 25 years later. <laughs> 25 years later. Now, guys, listen, Michael Brown and his team are the only people I have ever referred business to in the past eight years. Now, you don't always get an opportunity to refer the loan officer out. Sometimes the buyer comes to you and they already have a cousin's, friend's, uncle's, nephew's brother who just got into the business or something like that. They have to be able to choose who they want to use. But if they ask, and I always give them an opportunity to ask, who would you use? I always recommend Michael Brown. And even if they've got somebody, I even may even mention, hey, why don't you give Michael a shot to compete or to compare so that you can look at numbers apples to apples and make sure that it's a good fit for you. There's ways that that makes sense and we can get into that in a minute. But not once in eight years and hundreds of transactions has michael ever said that he could close a loan that he's actually not closed it that my friends is what a strategic relationship is about because guys like this and girls and the uh girls and guys in the mortgage industry they can make you look really good or they can make you look really bad so michael i want to dive right in you're our expert today but i want to also look from the view of you now the first question is how do you actually close over a hundred million dollars per year for that consistent period of years and years how many years is it 16 17 I mean, I saw an award somewhere that had like 15. It's got to be. That was a couple yeah, of years it's ago. It's been several years. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to back up a little bit. And for those who are new in the business, uh, one thing that I've done continuously that has uh, made me and my team um, do as well as we have is we are, this is not just a job. This to me is a career. So you have to decide, is this just a job? Or is this my career going forward? And if it's a career, then you need to be a student of your business and continue to learn, 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 being on this podcast, reading, 
keeping up with the market conditions. You need to be an expert. And if you do that and continue, I, I never stop learning. And that's the key because things change so often in our world. If you're not on top of what the market's doing and what changes are coming up and what affects uh, housing prices and interest rates, if you can't communicate that clearly to your clients, then you're not going to be able to be an effective realtor or loan officer. And I consider myself a true student of the business and can't get enough knowledge. I'm always craving more and more and reading and keeping up on the market and so forth. So that's a recommendation I have for you being new in the business is read, learn, study, uh, and be an expert so that you can communicate this to your clients. Uh, in regards to our, our production, I'm just blessed to be with a great team. Um, my team's been together for quite a while. In 25 years in the business, I've learned what not to do what to, <laughs> and what to do. And um, I'm just blessed to be with a great company. Churchill's a phenomenal company. And uh, so over the years, we've just developed a really solid team of experts. And uh, our job is to make sure that we quote unquote wow our partners with every transaction and um, I think we do a good job of that. Yes you do. I, I absolutely agree with that. So whenever you're looking to align yourself with a realtor, so somebody's brand new, obviously you can't just have one. You need a group of strategic partners around you, just like realtors need a group of strategic partners around them, like loan officers and mortgage or, uh, uh, title companies and insurance companies and vendors that can help their clients. So when you're looking to align yourself with a realtor, because it does affect your reputation too. So I imagine you have a selection process, but what are you looking for when you meet somebody? Because you're always networking. And what are you looking for in a realtor? So what can our age, uh, these agents listening, or even future agents listening, know that your eyes, through your eyes, what do they need to be? What do they need to communicate whenever they're meeting and, and interviewing also loan officers? That's a great question. One thing is don't underestimate the power of a good partner in this business because there are a lot of people out there who are just fly by night doing a half-assed job. Um, if you find someone who's an expert, and then I would really hold on to that individual because it is your reputation on the line. Every time you refer a client to that person, if it falls apart or that pre-approval was not valid or the deal blows up, not only are you gonna lose that one transaction, but over the lifetime, most folks buy, you know, buy what's the eight houses over a lifetime. Right. You're missing out on a ton of future opportunity plus referrals from that client. So don't underestimate the power of a good loan officer partner. Uh, and it may take a while to, to, to find that person. But for me personally, I don't want to work with everybody out there. I mean, I, they have to mesh with my culture, with how I do business. Um, we have to be able to get along and communicate at a very, very high level. I want to enjoy the people that I'm working with. We spend a ton of time in this business, work seven days a week. I want to enjoy who I'm working with. So our partnership has been phenomenal. We, I always considered Churchill and the Sons Real Estate like family. It's the same Absolutely. cultures. Um, we think the same. We work the same. We trust each other. Uh, we're open with each other, and and that's critical. Yeah, and knowing knowing that if you're going to merge with somebody, really who you associate with is who you become. So obviously, working with a top producer, your your team makes me and our team and our agents want to be better. Uh, and y'all hold a very high expectation. So when you're looking for a new agent, I mean, there's 
there's things that he mentioned in that comment is you've got to fit his culture. The only way that he's going to know whether or not you're fitting his culture is if you guys interact. So it's not busting into an office and going, hey, what can you give me? I'm a realtor. I'm going to be a beast. What are you going to give me? What are you going to give me? What are you going to give me? And I see, I have seen agents do that. I've seen uh, people at networking groups go, hey, can you, if you can't give me $2,000 a month in, you know, farm, excuse me, in farming post-it, you know, postcards, then I'm not going to work with you. And I've I've always just cringed inside whenever I hear those things happening. You know, the, the thing that I would say a rookie or even a newer agent uh, should look for is somebody that like Churchill and like your team that want to give back and pour into kind of what you were saying earlier when you're saying you got to be a student of learning. You know, Churchill is phenomenal about going, hey, Thursday, actually this coming Thursday, we've got a speaker coming in and they're going to teach you how to hire and fire clients. I mean, who talks about firing clients, but you're bringing somebody in that goes, there's people that are good for your business and bad for your business. And that's what Churchill does. Now, what should a rookie look for when building a relationship with a top producing loan officer? What should what should a new agent think of? And really, you can just describe yourself humbly, but talk about it in third person. What should they look for? Well, when you're talking to a loan officer, you got to make sure communication is, is number one. If you're getting a lack of communication, that's a red flag, and it's going to be like that going forward. Um, I would ask, don't feel bad about asking a lot of questions. I have some agents who never get involved with the pre-approval, and then I have other agents who call and say, Michael, have you looked at their income and their assets and their credit? Have you actually scrubbed all these documents? Is this a solid pre-approval, or is this a conversation you had over the phone? Some agents feel bad about calling and asking that. I say do it every time. I think the smart agents ask the questions that go above and beyond than just taking a pre-approval and, and, and rolling with it. So ask the questions, dig in deep, get, get involved. Don't feel bad about it. Um, be your client's advocate because ultimately, again, your reputation is on the line. So um, that's one thing I would definitely encourage. So we talk about, and you know, this is kind of one of those you know, touchy subjects because we're talking about time and family time and work-life balance. But we were meant, we were talking before we started here, you know, being available is critical in this industry because unfortunately we have to work with clients sometimes on their days off and sometimes when they're off work and vice versa with, it's not a nine to five as we were talking about earlier. It's a loan officer and an agent who's willing to work when it's necessary to work, but yet obviously still have balance but being available. I've literally called you and I try to avoid it, but if I call on a Saturday or Sunday, there's a daggum good reason and you answer. And you're like, I'll get it done. Or you text back and go, 10 minutes, I'll call you. And you always call back. So asking a loan officer, what's your work look like? And if somebody says nine to five, do you suggest going ahead and finding another one and digging a little bit deeper and continue to explore the process without demanding somebody to be at your beck and call per se? Well, it's, it's a great question. There is no time in real estate. I get calls at six in the morning, 10 at night, seven days a week. And if you ask all my partners, what's the one thing they like about Michael the most, they'll say he's always available. And that is everything. I mean, this is a time-sensitive job, multiple offers. You gotta be Johnny on the spot. And if you can't get a hold of a loan officer partner, to get that pre-approval out quickly or take an application and get them pre-approved quickly, um, 
then you have a great chance of losing that business. Right. So you need a partner who is always accessible. And trust me, I have a family. That's my number one priority. Everybody knows that. Um, but five minutes here, 10 minutes here, 20 minutes here, that's worth it to maintain your business and your, your partnerships because availability in this hot market can make or break many transactions. So if that person's not available for you and they say, sorry, I don't work on weekends or evenings, there's probably a red flag. You probably need to look for somebody else. Right. Well, even in this hot market, but you think about too, that when I got in, I was breaking in. It was the crash of the market. I mean, I was getting in when everybody was going to get jobs, which is a little bit crazy when I think back. I, I was too ignorant or uh, blind or whatever you call it. When I was getting in, I was like, well, I'm just going to do this and I'm going to kill it best I can. I wasn't thinking about all the people who were leaving real estate and getting into uh, JOBs. So with that being said, even in a, a market where it's slower, you still got to have the very best relationship and connectivity. I think if we build a relationship in order for it to last, we've got to have the mentality, you must give more than you get. And with that relationship, I mean, you've always tried to outgive. Tara and I in our company have always tried to 100% loyalty, uh, always try to provide uh, value back to you guys. I feel like y'all give more than we can we can actually give back, but I can send you more business than you can actually send me. So sometimes referral partners will send you a client. Well, he can't match 30 people. Like he can't send every agent in my office a lead once a month and you know 12 deals a, a each a year. Uh, Per agent, that's just not possible. So he sends referrals back to us, but his service to an agent, a loan officer's service to an agent, wouldn't you agree, is being available and getting the job done and closing the loan is paramount. Absolutely. And I tell my team members that we're always trying to find ways to, things of value to provide to our company, whether our agents, whether it's being accessible or teaching them about market updates or doing lunch and learns or mortgage 101 classes. We're always trying to find something of value to provide to our partners because it's critical. And uh, we, we wish we could give you 10 deals a month, but this is not how our, our world works. We do what we can, uh, but there's so many other things of value we can provide and we try to provide to help you build your business as well. Okay, guys, so let's pause and just, just for a second and listen to this. He can't, a loan officer cannot equal the amount, like if you give him 10 people in three months, he can't give you 10 people back to go buy a house. It doesn't work like that. But if they can provide value, one, get the job done, get it locked down, but two, provide the value to pour into you and to make you better than what you are, there is the give and get mentality in the relationship with a lender. Now, there's other relationships we'll talk about in other podcasts where it should be more balancing. You're giving back and forth and you can expect more. But in his world, that's not how it works. They do give back sometimes, but they're also giving back in other ways. So in your experience, Michael, and you've been around for a long time in this industry, you've seen a lot of agents, good agents sometimes, come and go. In your experience, what are some of the contributors that nine out of 10 agents don't survive their first year? And what would you say to somebody listening that is gonna be potentially getting into changing their life to start a career where nine out of 10 don't make it? They've got a 90% 
chance of not making it. Actually, I don't even like that statistic. They've got a 90% chance, 100% chance to not be one of those people, in my opinion, if you're pouring into yourself and you're learning. But what do you see in your experience there? How do they avoid that 9 out of 10 crash and burn rate? Well, that, that percentage is probably pretty comparable to my world as well. There's a lot of loan officers always say it's not 80, 20, it's probably 95, 5, 5% do the bulk of the of the business and everybody else just does a little bit or does a little bit and they'll have a great month and a bad month and a good month. Um, consistency to me is everything and activity drives that. So you have to be out there building those relationships um, continuously. It's, it's a, especially when you're starting off in, in a world where you're in trade commission, trying to build a clientele, this is not for the faint of heart or the ones who want to work <laughs> nine to five and call it quits. This is not how it works. You know, I've been doing this for 25 years. My first 10 years in the business, I probably worked every single Saturday of the year. My wife could tell you that. <laughs> and I still, matter of fact, I used to work this past Saturday uh, um, almost all day. So we talked all Saturday. We did You're talk like, all Saturday. I've been working all Saturday. We, yes, we did. I just closed my computer, was his response, <laughs> but I'll have it to you in 10 minutes. That's right. I, just, mean, I just that's... logged off. Kenny called. I said, okay, let me log back on real quick. We knocked it out real fast. Yes, um, we wrote an offer. We were competing. We lost, unfortunately, but the clients got to see. And they're actually coming in today for their buyer's presentation. And they had we, we were doing a buyer seminar or uh, consultation today, but we ended up making an offer this previous weekend and ended up not getting it. 20000 above list price, still didn't get it, guys. I'm telling you, yeah, it was frustrating. But they saw how we worked before we were fixing to sit them down in front of each other and tell them how we worked. So that's the best thing about it. So The other thing I would say is, um, like you mentioned, or just follow-up is this, we're all guilty of of following up properly. Um, luckily on my team over time, I've developed a role for that because it was a critical void I had. We, we worked so hard to, to, to get these clients and then we do a terrible job of following up. And I think everybody is guilty of that in my world and in your world. It's, it's hard to find enough time to do, to keep building business and also follow up on the ones you've already brought in. Um, yeah, the ones that are three months, maybe six months. Oh, or, those those know, are the ones we're all yeah. guilty, really dropping the ball on, not ready yet. And they'll say you call them later on, six months on the road, and they're like, well, I haven't heard from you in three months. I'm very closed. Well, that's on me. Yes. I, I, I failed yes. to follow up. Oh, and it we, hurts your heart. <laughs> anybody in this business could probably tell you that's happened a hundred times, and that's terrible. So create a system from day one to follow up with these folks to drip on them and stay in front of them continuously, um, provide some kind of service where they can log in to MLS and, and search homes, but you're able to see it as well. And, and, and if you do that, you don't go and chasing a whole net full of clients. When you really, if you just take care of the ones you have and follow up and love on them, you're gonna convert at a higher percentage. You don't need to cast that net out there and work double hard for less business. So it's really the shotgun approach. Avoid just throwing and spraying and praying, really diving into getting a more laser approach and we've got we've talked about in other episodes you know your lead generation and your uh, lead management systems success is in the details you hear me say that in the opening every single time the fundamental prep principles in order to succeed that's one of them follow up and we'll dive into that deeper in another podcast so michael in the previous three episodes of this buyer series that i'm doing here i walked my listeners through the 500 foot view of every step of the buying process now i gave them an itemized list hoping to give them the full picture 
and process so that now we're going back and we're breaking down some of those steps in greater detail. So once we catch a buyer or once they're captured and it indicates interest in our services as a realtor, I'm beating into our listeners' heads to get the client into the office for buyer's consultation. If we can get that scheduled, then I always strive to then get permission to share their information with you so that you can call them by phone before they arrive here because there's several things you can do in 10 to 15 minutes that will give me so much more teeth whenever we sit down together and you too have already captured them and we're solidifying our relationship and back and forth. Now, is this something that works mainly for just your and I relationship or is this something that you recommend, obviously, for all realtors to do? Do you see this across? Well, I'm glad you're talking about this because it is shocking to me today how many agents, newer agents that I work with who go out and show people properties for two days straight on a Saturday and Sunday, call me Monday, there's like, Michael, we're putting an offer in, can you call and pre-approve this person? And I call them back and say, they don't qualify. Right. It's shocking to me. Two days of their life on a weekend, gone. It's, I, it's, I see it all the time, and that is a rookie mistake. Don't make that mistake. You don't get in the car, you don't spend a dime, you don't spend any time with them unless you know they have been pre-approved by a lender, you confirm that their income, assets, and credit have been verified. Your time is much more valuable than that. You need to be with your family or working on your business or doing something else. But to this day, my mind is blown. How often that happens, I'm like, I say, stop, don't do that. Do not drive around unless you know for sure that they're pre-approved. And they're like, well, they told me that they had this credit score and they're fine and they talked to somebody else. I'm like, you just wasted two days of your, of your life. Two days of your life that you will never get back. All right, my friends, time flies when you're having fun. We're going to go ahead and pause this so that we don't glass over your eyes and you start daydreaming about what you're going to do this coming week. What I want you to do is to hear the last 30, 35, 40 minutes and really process it, even potentially even listen to it again, because you're going to have to regurgitate this in order to sound like an expert, like you've done this before. But we've got a lot more to cover with Michael Brown. We're only about halfway through what I want to dive into with him. So we're going to cut it off here and then we're going to jump back in with our buyer series part two next Monday. Do not miss it. Special thanks to our producer, Scott Parker. We couldn't do it without him. He makes me look good. Even though I got a face for radio, he makes me look good. Guys, Rookie Real Estate is powered by DeSelms Real Estate in Franklin, Tennessee. I'm your host, Kenny Stevens. And until next time, better your best. Better your best.